We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're here. I wish I could keep this feeling. I wish I could keep this feeling. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale. It has been a while, but it is nice to be back. Tons of pro wrestling to talk about today. We have to catch up on the WWE main roster. Now, midway between the Royal Rumble and their Elimination Chamber build. So a lot to talk about there. We have to touch on AEW and the door being opened. Uh... I guess people went crazy for it. We'll talk about it. And then, of course, we got a preview NXT Vengeance Day. That is the day before Valentine's Day. So, plenty to talk about. We got to kick it off, though, before we get into all of that. Still wrestling related. Dre, Bow Wow wants to wrestle. Are you, Next. you excited? Next. Do we? <laughs> really? Sean Moss in the ring? Come on, man. You know, the man's like 5'2". You know who Bow Wow is? Bow Wow is, like, he's been spoiled his whole life from his rap career and being around Snoop and being around celebrities. So he just kind of thinks he can do anything. And he thinks he deserves everything. And he he thinks that because he had Jermaine Dupree writing his rhymes early in his life that he was special. Shad Moss, you're not special. You <laughs> why, why would anybody want to see you in a pro wrestling ring? I don't even understand. I don't know. Like, Bow Wow? Really? Come on, man. He saw Snoop do the top rope dive. I was like, you know what? I think I can do that. Dog, there's levels to this. There's Snoop, who is an absolute legend. Bow Wow thinks he's a legend. Like, he really legitimately thinks that. 
And I'm sure some people say he's a legend too. I there's, there's levels to this. Snoop doing that, like Snoop be, Snoop being on with Martha Stewart, Snoop doing all the Snoop things that he does today. He's he can do shit like that. Bow Wow? I can think of like 50 rappers I'd put in a wrestling ring before Bow Wow. For a one-off, like one, I'm okay with it as long as his entrance music is fresh as I miss. I'm okay, man. No thanks. Outside I don't want to like, see this. We see Bad Bunny right now. Granted, That's Bad, Bad Bunny is an international megastar. superstar. He's a megastar. Like, currently an international superstar who really loves pro wrestling, has always professed his love of pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Did you know Bow Wow was a pro wrestling fan? No, you know what? I had no clue. But he exactly. does up some picture of him wearing a belt when he was like 12. Who cares? You know how many people, like how many celebrities have worn belts and it yeah. means absolutely nothing because they have no idea what this is about? Like they know what pro wrestling is, especially with The Rock and Austin. But Bad Bunny is a pro wrestling. He's a mark. That's different. Snoop has a family member in pro wrestling. Word. That's different. He, he brought her to Mania. He's That's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like Bow Wow, come on, man. I might as well just get a Marion in Soldier Boy, and they could be uh, you know, they could be three MB reloaded. Listen, you're on to something. No, I'm not. Please <laughs> don't anybody take that idea and do anything with it. Don't, don't, no. I don't want to see that. Shit. I feel like Omarion might be athletic in the ring. Like he might try some ricochet flippy shit. Oh God. We'll talk about your poor friend in a little bit, too. <laughs> We've seen people come off of the street, though, and do okay. Like, decent. Pat McAfee, granted, he's an NFL player. He's an athlete. Bow Wow's not really an athlete. Bow Wow doesn't do anything. Talks. Kind of. Be a manager, Mr. then. 106 in Park. When you take a bump. There. Just go take a bump. But as an actual wrestler, come on. There's so many like guys who like like Westside Gun loves pro wrestling. Okay, that makes sense. Smoke Dizza loves pro wrestling. Wale loves pro wrestling. They talk about it all the time. Bow Wow, come on, man. Yeah, no. he doesn't even have the measurables. Like MGK is like six three, so he took one hell of a bump. Yeah, he took a bump. The man was he, he manned up, took a bump. But yeah, Bow Wow, <laughs> come on, man, come, stop, cut it out. Not Bow Wow. So who had the best celeb appearance then? The if we're ruling celeb- out Bow Wow's chances. I mean, the best celebrity appearance would probably be... See, a lot of people are going to say Lawrence Taylor because he headlined WrestleMania against Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah. Which, in retrospect, you look at that and the fact that that headline, you're like, God, this was stupid. But it happened. But Floyd Mayweather might have had the best celebrity spot because... He he came in like a baby face and eventually just turned heel naturally. And then he broke Big Show's nose for real, for real. And then they had a match, which was absolutely, it was the epitome of ridiculous. Big Show against Floyd Mayweather at WrestleMania. But I was in. I watched it. Didn't he have one glove on, though? No, he had two. He had, he had like the UFC type gloves on. Oh, I thought he had one boxing glove. He ain't no Art Jimerson, man. took no. it off. I don't know. No, no. I don't but know I, why I remembered it like that. Like, Pat McAfee was great. But Floyd, the heading into WrestleMania, the angle with Big Show, um, him stealing on Big Show the way he did in real life and broke his nose and then hightailed it out of the, the arena, that, all that was great. I can't think of another celebrity that I was entertained. Uh, Stephen Amell was great. 
as the yeah. uh, the arrow, but not oh, like Kevin Floyd. Green WCW days stands out. Yeah, but then you know um, he was an actual wrestler though at a point. Like Kevin Green and Mongo were a tag team when they first came in, and then they broke <laughs> yeah. up, and then Mongo ended up in the Horsemen, which yeah. ends up being the most hilarious Twitter feed of all time. Um, <laughs> So I wouldn't necessarily count them as celebrities. I mean, then you have, I would say, like, Dennis Rodman and Carl Malone were Carl Malone. Carl Malone was stiff, though. Stiff as Not in a good way. No. Uh, He looked like he can't dance, right? Because he plays with the jazz. Obviously, he can't dance. Arquette? Arquette bought? He got the crimson mask. Please. Arquette was, like, him winning the title was the most, the dumbest shit ever. But that dude was a maniac. Like he, <laughs> see, he just he really liked it. That's what I'm saying. Like somebody like Bow Wow, if you told Bow Wow to blade, he'd cry. <laughs> what was that three years ago when they thought Arquette died? Yeah, I bled to death. <laughs> Come on, man. Not bad. yeah. Arquette might be the goat of celebrity wrestling, though. No, he has a movie. It's Floyd. Floyd don't got a movie. I don't care. Arquette, like he won the title. Still knocks. He, like, he won the title, and everybody hated it. It was, like, the worst des- booking decision. It was, like, the end of WCW, so I can't give it to Arquette. Can't give it to Arquette. I don't know. He's, he's two decades in, still crushing it. But Floyd Floyd had good. All right. Floyd was okay. No Tyson versus DX. No. Because he didn't, he he didn't, didn't wrestle. He didn't take a bump. Yeah. He, he, I mean, they were probably one of the greatest interactions with a celebrity and a pro wrestler ever. Stone Cold was white hot. Tyson was Tyson. That face-off will go down to infamy. It, I mean, it was really like the attitude era and everything else, all-encompassing one. That was fantastic, but he didn't take a bump. Floyd didn't really take a bump either. Like, But it's no. just the fact, just the visual of him breaking Big Show's nose is something that always stuck with me because I was like, this little bastard really like lit him up. He lit <laughs> Big Show up. Big Show, yo, Big Show, he's a Hall of Famer. Like, 100%. Because he's yeah. done some truly ridiculous shit. Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> I mean, Akabono, The sumo match at WrestleMania 21. When him and Akabono went out, he won a, wore that big diaper. He yeah. was ridiculous. Uh, like, he, he he's put so many people over. John he's Cena done business won the, in every yeah. sense of the word. Yeah. He put Cena over. Cena won the U.S. title off him at WrestleMania. He's He was... Every time they've needed Big Show to do something, he's done it. And he's done the job a lot. That man has job to... For, to be that big at a certain point, I'm like, motherfucker, I ain't jobbing to Rey Mysterio. But he has. To everyone. 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 If you are somebody, you have gone over on the show. You have to. That's the mandatory. Like, Big Show is you win the title, and your first title defense is always the Big Show. Listen, Roman Reigns' Big Show street fight is actually underrated from like three years ago. Dude, who was Drew McIntyre's first opponent? Big Show. Oh, it was the show. And that was like a one-night. It was stupid. It was dumb as hell. It made absolutely no sense. But it's always Big Show because if you beat Big Show, it validates who you are. So like in reverse, like we're talking about celebrities, like Big Show is like one of the biggest pro wrestling guys who puts other like celebrities and whoever over. I know. You, damn. Who was that? Hugh Jackman lit up Chris Jericho, didn't he? Yeah. That was funny. Hugh looked like he could have did something. Yeah. He was on that Wolverine swole too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was huge. Pretty big guy. Like to go into a WWE ring and not look small is, is quite a feat. Oh, yeah. 
So now, yeah, there's there's some people. Bow Wow's not on the list. Then. So no, get him Bow out of wow here. No chance. I don't want to do that. Get him out of here. Oh God. All right. I I didn't say it. You said it. Mr. Fresh is on Miz gets no chance in the WWE. Before we turn over and hit a break to go to the main roster, one thing I even forgot to put it on our show rundown today that we got to touch on is I feel like Twitter went crazy and really jumped on Mrs. Ricochet. If we're going to talk about Mr. Ricochet later. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to talk about. Casey Catmanzaro. Casey yes. Catmanzaro. Why did the WWE have her of all people? Put out a coronavirus safety video. Yo. This shit was, <laughs> that shit was bonkers, yo. So I was like, this you? And it's just her in the middle, no mask, middle of the club lounge, chilling on IG Live like she's not finally on NXT every week. Yo. It is so absurd. Like, somebody has to do some kind of uh, quality control when they say, oh, you know, let's do a PSA for domestic violence. And then they go, oh, yeah, let's call Ray Rice. That's not how this shit works. You don't do that, right? Like, you, you that's not what you do. That's essentially what they did with Camazaro. They had her, who was just on IG, do maskless, and then with a friend from the Capitol building, your boy Ricochet got some explaining to do. Bro, like, at this point, his whole feed is about him not being on TV anyway. So I'm not sure he cares. He's like, yo, I can't even get on Raw, man. Like, we, she can do whatever she wants. She ain't holding him back. I mean, no, she's not holding him back. I told you, Ricochet, this is this was it. It's over for Ricochet. It's a wrap. It ain't over. Listen, I'll tell you this. If for any reason, I am losing faith by the day, but if for any reason they give him a second run, for what? Boy, he better cash in on that. He can't. No third. He's not capable. His mouth is going to hold him back for his entire well, career in the in WWE. A, in a, they, like, honestly, he could have been Sheldon Benjamin in the Hurt Business, right? Like, Sheldon doesn't talk. Sheldon's an amazing wrestler. Um, Sheldon's also big Alexander's as fuck, Alexander's kind of doing the, the workload for the tag team. He gives the funny dynamic of where they kick him out, will they not kick him out. Sheldon Benjamin just shows up and wrestles. Ricochet could have done that, except, you know what? Sheldon Benjamin's an OG, so give it to him. Yeah, and plus, Sheldon's big as fuck. Sheldon is big, but I mean, to be in the tag team, Alexander and Ricochet could have done some shit, and they were in a tag team. It could have worked, but it didn't come around. So in two years, if there's a faction, not retribution, that you can put him in and the man doesn't have to talk, he might luck out. Doug, it's a wrap. It's over for Ricochet. It's a wrap. He needs to go to like Japan or Impact somewhere if he cares. Otherwise, he could stay. They'll pay him. But he's not, like, dog, he's not getting on TV. NXT. It's too crowded. Something. It's too crowded. Everywhere NXT at least crowded. let him wrestle. They did let him wrestle. <laughs> it, no, it I'm saying, over. but he'll at least be on TV if he goes to NXT. Like, Maybe. He'll be the champion, but he can wrestle. Like, Gargano's wrestling every week. Yeah, but like, he can I wrestle. Mean, but Gargano can cut an amazing promo. He can. Ciampa. Like, they, mean, all those guys cut great promos. Like, we'll get to it. But Cameron Grimes, they all cut amazing promos. If Ricochet were to go back, he hasn't improved in that area. Yeah, he might get lost in the sauce down there. But at least they let him flip out the ring like they did with Velveteen Dream. There's only so many, like, little gimmicky things, though, you can do before you have to cut a promo. Yeah, in the WWE. You can get away with that shit somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, even AEW to a point now. You can get yeah. away with it. 
it, it's getting to the point where you still got to be a talker. They'll put you on TV. But like Darby Allen, MJF, like you got to talk to be on their mid-card. Sammy Guevara. Oh, what's the new light-skinned black dude? Ricky Starks. Like, these motherfuckers cut promos. You have to be that package. Ricochet, like, his dialect, the way he delivers his lines. Like he, I can't one, even blame that no more. Ricky Starks got the same accent. Yeah, motherfucker's genius on the mic. Ricky makes it work. And the other thing is, just clearly, some people just need to be a heel in order to figure it out. Mm. And I don't know if Ricochet has heel in him. I think he was a heel in a hot second in Dragon's Gate. But I don't, I can't, he doesn't convince me. That he could be a great heel. Some people need it though. Like we've we've yeah. seen it with Apollo Cruz. Maybe he turns heel and it could work. But even Apollo is a more convincing promo than Ricochet. Oof. I don't, again, they've helped Apollo so much and smart. Which I mean, Raw hasn't shown the ability to do this. But Apollo, what his first promo when they teased him going heel was with Paul Heyman. Then you put him in next to Roman Reigns. He nods a lot. Then you give him a little mic time. And then you pair him with um, Sami Zayn. Great on the mic. Like, they've now helped him in this transition on the mic. I mean, by being surrounded by people who are crushing it on the mic. Yeah, but he's helped himself. Like, even in his yeah, feud I mean, with, for the U.S. title. Like, he was yeah. good on the mic. Ricochet yeah. has not to the... Like, he won the IC title. Which one was it? U.S. Like, he won that. He had it, yep. and there's just nowhere for him to go. So between Ricochet and Casey Catmanzaro, they need to figure out. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Their lives. <laughs> One, you know what both of them need? A mask? Yes. <laughs> Two very different yes. Right ways. Yes. The kick is up and it's good. <laughs> they both need a mask. They both need a mask. Incredible. Oh, shit. That is hilarious. But that is the truest shit I've ever wrote. All right, we got to go to break on that. <laughs> you guys stay tuned. When we come back. We'll talk more WWE main roster. We'll kind of talk about people who matter this time. And then after that, we'll finish the show with AEW and a full NXT Vengeance Day preview. Don't go. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. 
from big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed. Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be right back. All right, we'll be back to the show in a second. But first, everyone, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is a perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll be able to get your show pushed on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com backslash join. Check out the description box for the episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com slash join. All right, everybody, we are back. And as promised, we're talking about the WWE main roster. We are now halfway in between the Royal Rumble, which we talked about on our last show, and Elimination Chamber. And we kind of already know a little bit about the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. One thing we don't know about yet, Dre, is Edge. Edge has been on every show every week after winning the Rumble. And we don't know who he's choosing yet. And they're trying to, like, drag it out. I'm not sure if that's hurting or helping the cause to building an Edge feud. It it doesn't help. Um, I think they expected Edge winning the Rumble to pop them a big rating, and it didn't. Edge has never been a huge draw, but that doesn't take away from how good he is. And him being on every show, they think, oh, yeah, Edge is going to show up here. And and I guess to some degree it's only right because Charlotte challenged for the NXT title. So... If you win the Royal Rumble, I guess you could challenge anybody. Unless you're Bianca Belair, which you clearly are not challenging for the NXT Women's title. Uh, but in the, in, in, uh, in the case of Edge, it's, kind of, it's, it's this whole middle pay-per-view that kind of... They could start the road to WrestleMania now by Edge picking his opponent. Yep. But instead, they want to put Drew in an Elimination Chamber match. Don't know exactly what they're doing with Roman. But... The way I look at it, it's like, dude, it's Roman. You're, unless The Rock is coming back, and even if he does at this point, you haven't done anything to make to give us any sense of why Edge versus Drew would happen. There really isn't any drama in going the other way with this. With Edge and Roman, makes sense. Spear versus Spear. Good guy versus bad guy. They've never wrestled before. So many things make sense. I don't see it with Drew. It doesn't make sense to me. I would say the only thing that holds up Roman versus Edge is if they believe Edge has to win. 
No, they don't believe that. If That's they want it. Edge to have the title run. Yeah. Like, if they think he's on borrowed time and they want to give him one more title run as champ, then you, you're wavering. No. Because if not, then it's Roman, and I don't think Roman loses at Mahania. No, I mean... again, Edge could beat him, like, the following month, right? But exactly. I still don't know if Roman should drop the title. Dr- dude, Roman's not dropping the title. Let's just be clear here. Edge, If Edge and Roman happens, Edge is losing. That's yes. it. It Like, Roman is not dropping this title. Not anytime soon, unless something happens and Vince and company pivot. But the way they've, they frame... Brock Lesnar would have to come back. Even then... He'd have to come back as a babyface? That wouldn't work. Yeah, yeah. You got to bring back Brock and, and Paul Heyman got to be in the middle of some type yeah, of weird it, feud. They're in a spot right now with Roman that they, like, they've done so much with Roman and Kevin Owens to the point where anybody else is just like, there's no juice in it. Even if, like, Edge is the feel-good moment, but there's nothing there. They, I mean, they could do it. They could have Edge drop and win the title and then drop it right back to Roman at Backlash. They could do that. But I think there's a lot more value in having Roman as your top heel just carry this title for as long as he possibly can. Yeah. I mean, honestly, he could hold that shit till next WrestleMania. I'd actually be fine with that. Because SmackDown has so much good talent that you can rotate in that title picture that I don't think I'd get bored as Roman as champion. No, and there's other things you can do, right? Like, eventually, the goddamn other Uso has to come back. You yep. can do six-man match, tag matches. There's a lot of things you can do instead of having Roman defend the title at every pay-per-view. There's things you can do to be creative. But yeah. ultimately, and it feels so much more special. Yeah, but ultimately with Edge, it's like, he's got to go the route of Roman. It just doesn't make sense with Drew. And they're doing Drew absolutely no favors heading into WrestleMania. It, like, <sighs> every feud sucks. Listen, man, talk about this EC match. Where they put in the uh, the qualification was you got to be thirty six plus, and a former champion. And a former, regardless if you were a champion for a day, so you get Miz. Why is he in this match? Money in the bank. I'd refuse. Logically, like no. Yeah. Why? I'll, I'll wait. I got a title shot right here. Yeah, I'll wait. <laughs> like no, I would put Morrison in. Like nah, he's gonna do my dirty work. Why? I got my title shot. So that makes no sense. So Morrison not being in it. I don't know what they're doing with Morrison in general. Nothing. Dude, why is Angel Garza with them all of a sudden? I don't know, because Bad Bunny is with... They, they, you want to know why? Priest. They, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, so I think they need to pivot Damian Priest onto someone else. So we might see a Damian Priest-Angel Garza feud. Um, which, again, Morrison is doing nothing. Why not just have Damian Priest versus Morrison while The Miz goes and gallivants with the suitcase? And that would actually be a good match. Morrison would do some really good shit with Damian Priest. Yeah, but... They, yeah, but anyway. Right? Like, they're feuding anyway. It's... Dog, it's all bad. Like, you go through the rest of... Why is Jeff Hardy in this match? Former champion? Yeah, but he's been in... thirty six. He's been in thirty seventy booking for, like, the past two months. Like, he's not winning matches. Why is he in this? To jump off of some shit. You know why he's in here. Nah, he's going to swan ton off of the top of the little stupid cage. So, so the question is, the real question is, because, all right, AJ Styles, Sheamus, which is, this is absurd that this is an actual thing that they're trying here for, yeah. for, a, for a possible mania program. That's, mm-hmm. that's pathetic. Drew deserves better than that. There's no reason Sheamus in his Newsies outfit should be wrestling for anybody's title. He's done nothing. 
But anyway, Sheamus, AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, uh, Randy Orton, which we all know the Fiend's got to come back. And uh, am I missing somebody? Is that it? Um, that's it. Six of them. And Drew, who's in the match? Right, and Drew. It's not a number one contender's match. It's you can lose your title without being pinned last. Match. So he can only lie. If he were to lose, there's two people he could lose to. One is completely illogical, but they could do it if they were bored. The other one could make sense if they're doing a program, which I just don't like. One is Sheamus. That was the one I wouldn't like because they can have a rematch at Mania and play this whole dumb friends angle and all this shit. Yep. The other is Randy Orton, which is terrible. You and the Fiend shit. I, oh, dude, I'm just going off of the, the WWE's track record. They shouldn't do it. They probably won't do it. But if yeah. they got bored, they could do it. They could, but I, I feel like Drew. Drew they ain't respect losing. Drew not to have him in the title program. Drew's not losing. That, win or lose, I mean. Yeah, Drew. Drew is not losing this match. Drew's going to win this match. The only other thing is, it's a weird one because they've really booked themselves into a corner with this Money in the Bank situation. What? Yo, why wouldn't EC? You've already done one Money in the Bank changing match, right? Why couldn't you just get people pissed off at The Miz, which is very easy, and then make the Elimination Chamber for the Money in the Bank briefcase? Exactly. Exactly. But they're not. But the only other scenario here that would that actually makes a lot of sense, but they're not going to do, is Miz loses in the Chamber and then just cashes in during the Chamber. I got another chance. Second life. One up. No, that's a genius. Green that's mushroom. smart. That's his green mushroom. But is he going to lose three times? That's losing the first time, blaming it on Morrison, losing in the chamber, using the money in the bank again, and then losing? Uh, that, well, they, they've booked, that's why I said, they've booked themselves into a corner with the Miz. <laughs> you you got to no, have a successful cash-in whenever he cashes in. There's time. no way the Miz is winning the title. He's done nothing so are you, to He's going to be that. the first person ever to cash in twice with the same briefcase and lose. And they just feel like it won't hurt him. They, they, that's how they feel. It was like, well, the Miz it is established. Hurt. He can lose a billion times and he'll still be a top guy. But that's, that's the problem with the WWE. fucking waste of money in the bank. Just get rid of it. They fucked up with Otis. That's where it started. They, this is like three years in a row they fucked up. They haven't, when was the last time they had a successful cash-in? Corbin didn't get it. Who was before then Otis? Otis lost it to the Miz. He didn't get it. Who had the money in the bank before Otis? Oh, is that not the Corbin year? No. I will look it up, but I feel like it has been just a oh my comedy God. of errors Who? around this damn money in the bank. Who was it? And it's always getting worse and worse and worse. Um, I'll find it here in a second. But I'm telling you, so we have Otis, then we have Brock Lesnar, oh, a.k.a. Okay. Rock Lesnar. Yes, yes, with Boombox. Beatbox, yes. um, which, yeah, I guess he beat the shit out of Kofi. Yeah. He just went straight up, like didn't even jump him. Yeah, just beat he didn't even just completely Kofi. disrespected his title reign, but it is what it is. They wanted yes. Brock as champ. Someone asked us to talk about this this episode, too. I don't think they've really, like, shitted on Kofi that much since. Like, I always thought he would go back to being the tag guy and he would get his run. So, I don't feel horribly, you know, I don't feel horrible about Kofi, to be fair. I don't either, but for a different reason. I don't either because he'd go in that chamber and lose. And that's what I don't want. <laughs> yeah. Like, I prefer, um, I prefer him to be in this program with Ali. Which actually has like, a, a nice little story. Damn, it would be good if those two were in the chamber together to carry on their program. Yeah, well, they're not. But that's a great 
WrestleMania match. Ali and Kofi is a great Mania match. Because if you're not going to yeah. do anything else with Kofi, that's a good match. He can win that match. He can be totally fine. But if you put him in the chamber, he has to lose. And knowing yeah. WWE, he'd probably lose first. They could have replaced Jeff Hardy with Kofi Kingston. Of course they could. But would any of you really feel better if Kofi was in that match? Because you know there's no way in hell he's winning it. Yeah, no, nah, not at all. So, yeah, nah. I mean, I'm fine where he is and kind of how he's been booked since. I was mad how he lost the title. It could have been competitive at least. It sucked. But outside of that, I'm okay with where he's at. Um, Then before Brock was Braun Strowman. He cashed in and lost too, didn't he? Or did he win? I don't care. I don't even know how he got the title, to be honest. Yo, they brought him back for the Royal Rumble. I think Rumble. he cashed in and lost. He, they brought him back for the Royal Rumble, and it was like for nothing. Because then he just kind of disappeared again. Yeah, it's only been a week, did. but I, I just really don't think they have anything planned for him. Yeah, the worst year was Baron Corbin winning, Carmella winning. Oof, I, Carmella won by Ellsworth. Um and that shit was horrible that they had to redo it on SmackDown and then beat Asuka. And then Corbin lost his cash. Okay. You just brought her up, and I can't take it anymore. I have to talk about this. <laughs> Yo. She's losing. Listen. I keep saying this. There's people that be like, they didn't do Asuka. They haven't done Asuka that dirty in WWE. She's been champ. This is, this is out of control. <laughs> like, it really is. Asuka, what did she do on Raw this week? Um... Nothing. Right? She showed up in a Bianca Belair promo. Yeah. And it was like, oh, you're not ready for Asuka. And stood there. Stood there. And w- yeah. But what the women's matches on Raw were, Lana and Nia Jax, my whole. And it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that match is just such a bad match. Um, and Lacey Evans and Charlotte, which is, this is gross. They, they're taking the title off of Asuka. And they're this gonna week, do it's her versus Lacey Evans this week. They're gonna do a Lacey Evans versus Charlotte match for the title at WrestleMania. At WrestleMania. Oh correct. my god. How many chances does Lacey Evans need to keep sucking? With, with Charlotte chasing. And she's only gonna hold the belt for a month and a half. Yo. And they're gonna have Rick there and Charlotte, and Rick's gonna screw her. They'll probably have the first title match at EC. It'll be a DQ because Rick screws Charlotte. And then they'll go on to Mania and have a rematch. How ca- this is indefensible, man. They Oscar again. I say so it every week now. Oscar got the title from Becky. She's held it since then. She hasn't really had any feuds, right? And now they brought back Charlotte to tag with her. When and Charlotte became the focal point of Raw from that point on. And I said it when it happened. I was like, when Charlotte shows up, she cannibalizes the roster. Yeah. She has been the focus of Raw since her return, and Asuka has been an afterthought. Asuka doesn't have a feud. Asuka has nothing. She has done absolutely nothing. She was a tag champ, didn't do anything. They just lost it. She has had, like you haven't really heard her cut a promo on anybody. She's done nothing. She didn't have a match at the Royal Rumble. A singles match. She's done nothing. So yeah, she's about to lose this damn title. Because there's no juice and no other like, te- even trying to tease a Bianca Oscar feud is hilarious. Because Oscar hasn't done it. Like even Oscar's like, I deserve to fight, defend my title. She hasn't done anything. Not a damn thing. Like it's, I'd have to see the D 
deep stats on this, but I would venture she's had four title defenses since Becky gave her the belt. This is dumb. And Monday was probably her fourth, and she'll lose the title. Just, just when it comes to ranking the titles and the importance of the titles based on the title holder, she might be at the bottom right now. Oof. Yeah, I mean, they got some pretty damn good champions. That's I'm saying in terms of, like, they've had important programs. Like obviously, Roman's the top. She's right above Ziggler and Rude. Yeah, <laughs> right, she, right above it. And they, and, right, and even they had a feud with the Street Profits that doesn't feel Barely. like it's done. Barely, yeah. But it's like, Lashley, he's had some feuds. Oh, yeah, great programs. It's the Hurt Business. You know, he's Big, been a great champ. Big E, he's been the focal point of some stuff. Hey, he's yep. had some some great promos and did few with Apollo great and Sammy. Great feud going right now. Uh, Sammy Zayn, by the way, Sammy Zayn and like the signs and just um, handcuffing himself to the barricade. And sh- that's hilarious. Yeah. I love Sammy. Sammy's just great. But yeah, but then amazing. like Sasha, obviously, she's always going to be positioned on top. She's great. Biggest, yeah, she's the biggest thing in the company. Like even the women's tag titles feel more important than Asuka as the Raw Women's Champion right now. Well, yeah, it gave us my whole. It's just there's nothing there with Oscar. I'm sorry, guys. I ran about this a lot, but Vince just doesn't like Asian women wrestlers. I don't understand this. Or men, to be fair. Men too. Yeah, Nakamura. Let's just say all Asian. Yeah, if talent. you are Asian, you ain't getting yeah. far. No, we watched the um, Yokozuna documentary. He got the biggest push for an Asian in a man Samoan. <laughs> like yo, that's. That's probably the best Asian gimmick in WWE history. The man wasn't even Asian. The crate dude, and we won't even talk about this that deep, but that Yokozuna documentary is like, it's really good, but so WWE focused. Because the biggest lie in that documentary is like, oh yeah, you know, Yoko and Hogan, no, they never wrestled on that tour. It's complete bullshit. <laughs> when Yoko dropped the title to Hogan in like the worst ending of a WrestleMania ever, Yoko yeah. deserves so much better than that. They did not Brett go. deserve better than that. Yeah, but well, yeah, they they just screwed Brett. And they never understand why Brett's so mad. But this is <laughs> this is why. But Yoko, like Yoko, should have been the first heel to win at WrestleMania. People would have been fine if he cheated and beat Brett. But that Hogan shit, plus with the black eye, it just looks so ridiculous. But it was a lie. They were like, oh, they they wanted to tour with Yoko versus Hogan on tour. That didn't happen. It's a lie. And it's funny because the, those words came out of Bruce Pritchard's mouth. And Bruce Pritchard is the one on something to wrestle with, with Conrad, who said, we never did that tour. That's double talk, man. WWE <laughs> tells the, the biggest lies. They lie so much about their own product. Sir, they had to make Hogan look good. Hogan and Brett post. tried his damnness to be like, come on, man. It's like, you gotta, okay. be, you gotta be kidding me. But all that to Brett say, wasn't having it. But all that to say, like, Asian wrestlers, like, yeah, they just don't get far. So, Asuka, even though she's one of the, like, people are gonna say Io Shirai. Io's out of Vince's reach at the moment. Oh, yeah. 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 Once it happens, it's over. Look what happened to Kari Sane. And even then, Vince sent Charlotte down to become champion. It's, dude. It is. Last year. It, so, he doesn't give a fuck. It is absurd what they're doing to Asuka. So, yes. Buckle up, you're going to get a Charlotte versus Lacey Evans match at WrestleMania with, like, Rick on a pole match or some stupid shit like that. Oh, God. It just made me think of a stripper, Ric Flair. Yeah, dude, blondes. Blondes have more fun. Listen, Vince just loves his blondes, man. 
He really does. Charlotte, Charlotte must pose, man. Charlotte must pose. The, the most so that- the most egregious thing they could possibly do, and they can't. Like it would be too transparent. If they book Charlotte and Lacey in a main event spot, and if they go Bianca and Sasha, and they're not in the top spot. I would blow a gasket. Oh, they're not doing that. No, nah. they can't. I, like everybody, nah. be like, "Oh, you're racist." Like, and Vince yeah, no, nah, that's not. But, but you not know, Vince, that. you know, Vince is sitting there thinking about it, right? He's like, mm. he would love to, but no, like you, Roman has won. So Definitely, the best thing you could do is put Edge against him, because then you free up a night. Because Drew doesn't need to main event the other night. No, but even then, um, if you don't go Sasha. And Bianca, which I'm okay with. Like, if you don't go Sasha and Bianca, because Bianca's relatively new, even though Sasha's a fucking superstar. Um, if you don't put them in the main event, I think you should. But if you don't put them in a main event position, then I think Orton and The Fiend, you've been building for five, six months, no should get that program. I don't think so. I think it should. It'll be cinematic. It'll be trash. They like ending on a cinematic match. It'll be trash. Okay, but I'm just telling you, they end on cinematics, right? I, the, like, no, they don't. They didn't end with Cena and Bray, did they? No, they no. ended with Taker. Yeah, they ended with Taker, but Cena Bray was before Brock Drew? I can't remember. No, no, Brock Drew was like night one. Um, I forgot who main evented the other Ah, whatever. Either way. But the other title match finished it off the next Look, time. they're in a position where they don't... Well, they're going to have fans, but... Bianca and Sasha, that's history making WrestleMania. Like you I feel like you have to do it. Now, you have you have a black you've had two black people win the Royal Rumble in the history of the Royal Rumble. One is The Rock, who has been racially ambiguous for spots of his career, and the other one is Bianca Belair, who is a is obviously a black woman. That's it? Only two black people? Yep, that's it. Only two. And then you have Sasha, who's the champ. This is the only opportunity you really have to put these two to headline WrestleMania. And, and and the reason why I say the only opportunity is because Vince just cools off on shit really quick. He may cool off on Bianca at any point. So you can't wait to do something like this. You need to do it now. Bianca's hot. Sasha's on fire. Do it now. Have them headline WrestleMania. Um, last year, yeah, the main event of WrestleMania was Drew Mack versus Brock Lesnar. That went four minutes, and then Drew Mack versus Big Show four. that went six minutes. Man, rest ten minutes at WrestleMania. <laughs> Incredible. Versus Brock, and then versus Big Show. So yeah, Drew Mack main evented two very weird, weird matches. Um, and then yeah, the Fiend versus John Cena was before that one on the final night. So it didn't close out. It was the co-main of that night. And then uh, 24 minutes, though, was the Taker AJ Styles cinematic to close night one last year. Um, preceded by Braun Strowman beating Oof. Goldberg for the Universal Championship. Fuck, that did happen. Oh, my Two God. Two minutes, 10 seconds. They did that. <laughs> they did that. Incredible. <laughs> that was media last year. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, let's wrap this up with AEW. And, of course, the preview of NXT Vengeance Day. You guys stay right there. We'll be right back. We'll get right back to the show in a second. But first, the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be able to be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. 
Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads to totals to teams, player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, divisions, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, it's the home stretch. We're back. It's time to talk about AEW and this amazing door that Tony Khan has opened to AEW. Uh, we didn't have a show talking about it last week because it was all Royal Rumble. But we saw Kenta attack John Moxley to end the show two weeks ago. And then this past week, they had a match. It was Kenta, Kenny Omega versus Moxley and uh, Big Dude with the Braid. Uh, I don't know his name, Dre, so people Come know on. what I'm talking about. Kill. I don't Lance know Archer, goddammit. Come on. Lance Archer. Do a wrestling podcast. Right. You need to learn AEW wrestlers' names. You don't do Fuck this it. for I WWE. forgot Lance Archer. I know who he is. Big dude with the break. No. Lance Archer. And I didn't understand why Lance Archer was in this match, but Twitter did point out yesterday and told me that the connection is all four of these guys have been U.S. champions. Yes. For AEW. And I was like, ah, it's pretty fucking smart. Okay, then. So Lance Archer is in the match. Um, and I make fun of Lance Archer all the time, but I think this is a pretty good role for him. It, it's cool. To me, he was always Baron Corbin. And uh, I don't say that in a bad way. I think he's a better wrestler than Baron Corbin. But in that role, that mid-card, big heel type of guy, he's scary with his moveset, it works. So I like that they put him in here, even though he's kind of playing the baby face here, which is a bit odd. Um, but that was what happened this week. Everyone marked out because this means that we never know on a week-to-week basis who will show up in AEW or who will show up elsewhere because now it seems like what we talked about last year when the company started like yo we don't know if New Japan's ever going to work with AEW or how that relationship is it seems to be a, a pretty big key that you know what the relationship is fine and now it's them impact and AEW and it could be a revolving door of talent at any time it's incredible. It's the Marvel Universe. This is WandaVision. Mm, mm, okay. They, I mean, I like it. I mean, it For weekly television, this is amazing. Where's the complaint? Because it's coming. No, there, there is no complaint. For weekly television, this is amazing. Actually, it's the opposite of a complaint. This is how WWE should be if they truly wanted three brands. Yeah. You don't need a brand split or to tell people it's a brand split. People know people on SmackDown every week. They're on Raw every week. They're on NXT. If they show up somewhere else, you don't got to explain it with some goofy-ass shit. Just anyone can show up anywhere at any time. But we're not doing it all the time. So when it happens, it feels special. That's like if Adam Cole decided to just show up and pick a beef with the Hurt Business. And you get that program for WrestleMania and a 4-on-4 match. That shit feels great. It doesn't mean he's on Raw or moved up. He's still in NXT. He just decided to show up and start beef. 
That would be amazing. I beg to differ. Here's why. Very simple. That's what they're not doing. But I think AEW has pulled it off well. But it's a very simple reason with WWE. Nothing matters. And it's it, not because of the making the it rule. It's like we all know they're WWE shows. That's okay. it. Like, there is no intrigue about a guy on SmackDown showing up on Raw. Why? Because they were just on Raw three months ago. So none of this shit matters. So when a guy wrestles and they go, the only time you can see him get together is at Survivor Series. And three weeks later, you see him in a beef in, in like some random ass program. It doesn't matter. Well, they, you got to make it feel like it matters. Again, you can't. They, they haven't started a very good precedent for the, it. The brand split was never real. Right, yeah. that's that's always been the problem. The brand, brand split just wasn't real because as soon as you establish a brand split, somebody shows up and then you have a draft, so it's not real. With Impact, New Japan, and AEW, these are three different promotions all together that are figuring out a way to work together and have their their guys show up on different shows, which means you have different bookers figuring out how to work together to get their talent over. Or what's the best scenario for their talent? So when you see Kenny Omega and Kenta and, and Moxley and the Good Brothers, all this shit happening, it's just it's like a Marvel universe. It's like these different cinematic elements are all coming together for this special, right? Because they're not going to do this forever. These guys are going to go back and do what they did before, and they may just pivot to another feud that we yeah. didn't think about. Maybe Takahashi shows up. I need Gorilla's Destiny, though. I'm just saying, maybe G.O.D. does show up. Yeah. But you have all these opportunities, and they're not burning it out. Like, they're keeping steady pace with Kenny Omega is clearly the conduit for all this right now. He is the Scarlet Witch. He is Wanda. He is cracking open the door to this universe. Because without him, you don't have it. And from there, like you, the reason why Kent is is Kent's Bullet Club and and Omega. Even though in that match there was like friction between Kent and Omega because they were not in the Bullet Club at the same time. And then the cool thing about it is, you see Tomatanga on Twitter is like, "That's not Bullet Club, we're Bullet Club." Yep. And it makes you wonder. Well, damn, can they show up? There's such a different level of entry because you really don't know because you have three different promotions who have established their own shows doing their own thing. We don't know. Moxley is going to defend that U.S. title against Kenta. Does he lose it? I don't know. But that's what's so interesting about it because it makes you think, like, damn, they're just going to put, you know, the New Japan guy is going to go over on the AEW guy. What does that all mean? It, it, it doesn't work in WWE because it's all the same shit. It just, it's, yeah. like, it's like practice squad versus team A versus B team. It doesn't mean anything. You can make it feel special, especially from, like, some NXT shit. Like, when it's not a call-up. And people can just wrestle each other. But yeah, you have to keep people separately on different brands, which they don't do. Again, I said they didn't do it correctly. They, they never AEW from Jump seems to... With the Impact thing, I was like, okay, this is cool. They haven't overdone it. I said, all right, they're doing it well. You know, they're using the talents that are household names as well. Well, as, as household as they have, right? Like, the Good Brothers were WWE guys for a second. So they're recognizable between all brands. They're recognizable in Japan because they were huge there. Like, you, you can get this easy crossover between them. Kenny Omega is Kenny Omega. He can float between brands. They're doing it very well right now with guys who are visible. Even NXT people who watch, if you just tune in, they don't explain who the hell Kenta is. You'd be like, oh, Hideo Tommy showed up? 
But at least you kind of know, like, yo, I've seen him somewhere before. Oh, why is his name Keta? Oh, shit, I really want to learn this. So um, it makes it everything feel like a big deal. They're doing it the right way. Well, it's, it's, it's even more than that. It's not big names. It's, this is why I call the Marvel Universe. It's guys who've had relationships outside of the promotion that they're in. So when it happens, it makes sense. Oh, yeah. Good Brothers, Kenny Omega. They have a relationship that extends outside of AEW and Impact because they were in New Japan. That makes sense. And that's what fans gravitate towards. When you play them like fools and you act like they didn't wrestle anywhere else before they got there, WWE just started mentioning, oh, yeah, he was IWGP champion. Before that, they would act like the guys never existed or have relationships elsewhere. AEW, Impact, and New Japan have all played up the idea like these relationships make total sense because they've worked together before so it's not the name it's the relationship it is bullet club it makes sense when you see it, you go ah that makes sense because it's not like they're sending um let's see they're not sending willie mack to wrestle no, exactly. ricky starks right exactly. like it would just wouldn't make exactly. any sense you're like why are they doing this but everything yep. that they're doing is it's a sharing of talent. That's why I keep saying this is their one division. This is how they've established like, oh, there's relationships here that already are in place. So when they, we put them together, we don't have to tell a story about how they got here. We don't have to give you no bullshit rule. We'll just say those are his friends and they decided to work together. And you're going to say bullet club cool. multiverse. Yeah, it, you're, This bullet club lived in this universe. This bullet club lived yeah. in this universe. And it's just a multiverse for the bullet club so far. I'm, like, And I'm all for it. I think, dude, there's a reason why... And it's not because NXT sucks, it's, but there's a reason why AEW is doing so well in the ratings. Is because they they don't they they know their audience. They know their audience is smart. So they don't play them like fools. They just they book the shit that they want to see. Yeah, and I mean, for WWE again, a lot of people have to choose it being on the same night, which is fucking ridiculous. So I, I think it's always easier to choose AEW. Like if you watch both, it's easier to choose. AEW because there's apps to actively watch the replays of NXT. It's, it's very accessible well, but, to not watch it in real time. But no, it, it's even right? more than that. It's There is a level now with this AEW thing with New Japan and Impact. There is a whole level of who's going to show up. NXT doesn't yeah. have that right now. No, but it's not like it's blowing the roof off of the numbers AEW is doing either. Like It's really good. Um, but like with NXT, I, I think the numbers are what they are. If you keep them on the same night, because I can watch NXT tomorrow on Hulu. Like, everyone has fucking Hulu. Yeah, but you can watch AEW you know? tomorrow on Hulu. But why are you watching AEW first? I don't watch AEW. I didn't even know AEW was on Hulu. AEW's been on Hulu. But most people... I had no clue. The reason, like, that, yes, they both have replays. So, it, that's, that's not it. It's the fact of the matter is AEW still feels fresh and new to a lot of people. Whereas NXT just felt like counter-programming. And NXT feels like an extension of WWE, and just a lot of people are sour on WWE, so in it, it bends all the way into NXT, because we can all admit, NXT is not what it was when it was on the network anymore. Still good. It's just, it, no. those peaks are okay. gone. Because you, you know, Damian Priest will show up on Raw, and you'll be like, what the fuck just happened? Keith Lee will show up on, on Raw, and it's like, they just, they move pieces around, it just doesn't even make any fucking sense. But NXT is not a bad show. It just should be on another night. Just chalk it up. Look, AEW's got this. On this particular night, they got this. You got Peacock. You're good. 
Oh yeah, I think they know they're fine. I, I don't think they I'm know they're fine. If it doesn't fucking move, I the don't think they know they're fine because if they knew they were fine, they would never have competed with AEW on Wednesday night with NXT to begin with. I don't know. I think it was just another money grab. That, that, what money grab did they have? The greatest money grab they could have had had been on Tuesday night. They tried to kill AEW and they failed miserably. That's yeah, exactly I mean, that's, what happened. That's yeah. That's. I mean, they still got the bag. So, I mean, it is what yeah, it is. Like, but you, you failed in the ratings in the court of public opinion, but the bag is still there. Like, Vince would have got the same bag if he put that shit on Tuesday exactly. on the USA Network. So, but he wanted to put it on Wednesday. Okay, cool. You, you put it on Wednesday, and you failed in the court of, oh, we're going head-to-head. I think we could have done numbers. Um, I, I think all along, they kind of, due to the app, they understood their viewership and numbers they'd pull in. I think they underestimated the numbers AEW would do. They did. Um, Dude, they tried to kill AEW. It's really simple. They, it's, they tried to kill AEW. That's it. Yeah. I think that's that's gone by the wayside. No, it hasn't. As long now as AEW doesn't cash a main roster, like, they're Gucci. Uh, but I'm just saying, like, they, they, they position NXT directly across AEW to kill AEW. They, they extended yeah. all the talent to ridiculous contracts to make sure AEW didn't get them. Yeah, and I think at this point they knew they lost. They, they, right. They're not dumb, but they continue to get their money, so what did they really lose? Like, if the core public opinion, the Wednesday night wars... You know what they lost? Like, y'all don't go fuck. You think, you think Vince's ego is not a little hurt by this? I think it was before this Peacock. Dude, Because I, I think... No, because again, yes, it's great. Yeah, ratings, um, money. It's put about putting butts in seats and getting money. No, I think Vince still got money. No, he would have had any. No, no. Here's my point. Vince didn't do this for money. He did this to kill the competition, and he lost. That's it. Yeah, I think it's. That's think it. It's, like he was gonna get the bag anyway. This was never money. about money. This was about killing the competition. Yeah, I, I think it's. I don't. I don't know how early. I. I don't know. I'd have to speak to someone. I don't. I don't know people on the inside. I don't know what their their plan was. Like to kill AEW out the gate, they failed. Do they think they could still hurt AEW in like three or four years? Yeah. Good luck with that. Maybe they're playing a long game. I, I don't no, think they're, so. They're, but they've. Um, they. They're conceding. I, I don't know the plan. They're conceding that they lost in a silent way. They're just like, all right, cool. Like they're not doing as much as they did at first to counter AEW. Now they're just kind of yeah. going with what they got because they always had more money. It's like the small ball team beating the fucking Yankees in the World Series. Yeah, the fucking Rays got us last That's year. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, this, it's, it's the small ball team that comes in, shows up, and you think, oh, I'll just throw a bunch of money at people and I can win. It doesn't yeah, work like no. that. No. But see, that's genius now because now teams, stupid, my, my Yankees included, are like, yo, we're not going over this luxury tax. It gave ourselves like a cap. When there's no cap in the sport. Because they're like, the small ball teams can do it. We got to be more like them. Not all the way like them, but more like them. And WWE, at the highest level, still doesn't understand that. No, at the highest level. But then you have NXT. Like, so let's talk about NXT. Let's talk about yeah. it. So NXT, again, they're, they're the Yankees right now. They, they have the money, but they're trying to play like a small ball team in AEW, which isn't that small ball. But they're, they're trying to do that. They're caught in a limbo. Because the weekly, t- the, the pay-per-views, the network specials, takeovers, they're not hurting per se. The weekly television is kind of what's caught in the limbo. Um, I think it's been better. I like the tournaments. That has helped fill out stuff lately. The talent isn't so overexposed, even though I think Gargano might still be in that weird window. 
where he's a little too exposed. And they're on every week. But I feel like the other talent, it's back to when it was on the network, where it was like, yo, they show up every other week. Finn Balor showed up three times. You know, like, cool. That's all I really need to build this feud with him and Pete Dunne. And I still really like that feud. Yeah, less is more. Yes. So I, I think they're getting back to that. But I fear it's only because they instituted two tournaments to fill time. Now, how do you do that? with logical feuds or just good wrestling again when you're on television. Well, I, so I they, they got to figure that out. I mean, AEW's figuring that out, right? Like, their top three feuds are great. The the TV filler sometimes gets a little, like, what the fuck is this match? Yeah, I mean, that that's that's kind of expected. Yeah, like, why is the Nightmare Collective is here? Dude, like, so... Uh, I still keep trying that shit. They're still, they're still going. Uh, Cody has a feud with, the, with Shaq, it appears. So... Like, the mid-card for both of those companies are, are kind of in limbo. Um, or right under the mid-card, outside of the title pictures, are kind of weird. So with NXT, we see, okay, these tournaments are wrapping up at Vengeance, the pay-per-view. We'll see what they have to do after it. But I like how both tournaments played out. Uh, some people didn't see some of the matches early on in the tournaments because they were on 205 Live. Yep. Some good matches there, though, <laughs> plug uh for that if there's another 205 live special they better cut me the check like if i'm not on that pre-show we're failing in the world mm. then then i have no pull i work at espn i'm the last person who watches 205 live i could be on this goddamn pre-show if we get a 205 live special or cruiserweight classic people make it happen but talking about <laughs> vengeance day we have the tag team tournament Women's, we'll start with the women's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Finals, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez versus Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. I think the right people are in this. Um, there's just a wealth of women's talent on this roster. And for the past three months, they found a good way to shoehorn everyone in. And this continues to be the case. I think the heels should win this and go over them. Yeah, they the tournaments have been good. Men's tournaments especially, which we'll get to in a minute. But yep. the weird part about this, and it's not like a complaint, because I think you're right. I think Dakota and Raquel should win, and then they should challenge uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler at WrestleMania. That's what they should do. They probably won't. But I'm still confused why Raquel Gonzalez beat Io Shirai. They have not gone back to that yet. Not yet. Maybe it's just to heat her up a bit. Dog, they heat it. They'll go back. It to didn't it. get any hotter than beating the champion at War Games. Yeah, but now she'll be a dusty classic winner, Nobody cares. and then she'll go right back into a mania feud with the. Do champion. you know how many people remember that Raquel Gonzalez? Like, how many casual fans remember Raquel Gonzalez beat Io Shirai? No, you just got to put it in the package. Okay, I'm yeah, it's saying. not like right off of it, but you throw it right back in the promo package, and and that's what you want, right? You just want I'm just shit saying, to pad her resume in a promo. This defies logic. Because what you're just you're giving her accolades to pad no her you're not no she beat Io Shirai that should have been the immediate program after War Games should have been Io Shirai and Raquel Gonzalez yes but she beat her like on a team where no one expected her to pick up the pin exactly on the champ who cares you go you go if the champ lost to somebody yeah. you go directly to that feud it's okay to do this. no it's as not as long as the champ stays the champ and. It's not. You add another accolade. It just stretches it to mania. Here, here, here's a Raquel better way to do this. A trophy. Be here's there. a better way to do this. Like, um, this is like, because 
Mercedes Martinez was on Raw when Raquel Gonzalez <laughs> beat Io Shirai yeah. takeover, right? This yeah. is like having Raquel winning at War Games immediately made her the number one contender. This is like the WBC getting the number sixth ranked person who just came up from a different weight class who challenged for the title. They've done it. <laughs> but it, it's bad. It's just, it's dumb. It yeah. doesn't make sense. Raquel Gonzalez should have been in this type. Like, I, I like her with Dakota Kai. All that stuff is great. But I just don't understand why EO needed to lose if you weren't going to immediately go into that feud. Because EO lost. She lost. She's yeah. a champ and she lost. You go right to that feud. Why waste time? Tony Storm didn't beat EO Shirai. That sounds like a complaint. No, but I mean, it listen, is a complaint. I understand. That's a complaint. It's cool. It's dumb. You should go into it. But if you don't, I understand that you can also remind the crowd by just putting it in a highlight package and then now you have her pinning Io Shirai who is the champ which is the reason why she wants the title shot then you have her putting um, Rhea Ripley through a table which looks great because Rhea Ripley's on the main roster Rhea Ripley's Rhea Ripley she beat her and then you have her being a dusty classic champion holding the fucking trophy she's done a lot in the past six months to then say I deserve the title shot let's get it do you think that they'll go? Do you think that WWE and even NXT is thinking this right now? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That I think trips makes people win for a reason. Do you? So yes. Do you, so do you, I, I really do? Okay. I don't. I don't think they squander opportunities. Okay. No. Okay. So if by this logic, then if Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai win the Dusty Classic and they yeah. get a shot at the tag team titles, you think they will go to Raquel Gonzalez versus Io Shirai at WrestleMania? Week? Are they doing a takeover for WrestleMania weekend? I believe so. Okay, so do you think they'll go with Raquel Gonzalez versus Io Shirai, or will they go Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai challenging for the tag titles at WrestleMania? No, I, I think they go Raquel and Raquel versus Io, regardless on their program. Mm. And then if Dakota and Raquel challenge for the titles the next night, that is the next night. That is on the main roster. That is whatever the fuck that is. But I believe that they do this independently regardless. I, yes. I don't think they're doing this. I think this is one that of those weird things that they did. Or they'll challenge for it, like, you know, on the lead up and have fucking Nia Jax injure Dakota Kai kayfabe. I, dude. And I, fucking Raquel Gonzalez looks around like, oh, I'm just here. Dakota's out. Now what do I do? And she's like, oh, I'm challenging the challenge. You know what I think they did? I think they forgot. I don't think so. I, I mean, we'll see. I think they forgot. How the fuck do we know? We'll see. But I, I think it's easy to remind. So, people. who do you have in this match? So, Io Shirai should win, right? There's no reason she should lose to Tony Storm or Mercedes Martinez. No, yeah, we don't even got to go through that one too no. crazy. It should be a really good match, though. I want to see what Mercedes kind of brings in this. Like, I know what Tony Storm brings. Um, her and Io just alone, I think, would have a really good match. So I'm wondering what spots Mercedes is going to bring to stand out. Hmm. Guess we'll see. But I'm picking yeah, she's you. She's a 20-year veteran. Like this is her, this is your coup de gras. You're not gonna win, but this is your chance to, to really be on the main stage, and, and that's all they're gonna give you. So, so show out. So then, real quick, what do you think they do with Zia Lee? Oh, I, I don't know. I think they just keep building her. I, I don't I don't know if they know what they have yet. Like I I don't know what they have yet. I, I think they got um, they have something, but it's it's very. Um, it's early. It's it's. I, I I don't know what it is. It it just feels like they can slow play this into something with her because the character is kind of unique. I don't. Yeah. I'm still confused at what they're doing with Bowler right now, but whatever. 
But she feels like there's that one person who hasn't done anything in terms of being close to a title that they can start to move in that direction over the next few months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think after, like maybe towards SummerSlam, I got to see if she can wrestle. She can wrestle. We've seen her wrestle. Like a match. No, I've seen her kick the shit no, out. No, no, no. You've seen her wrestle as a baby face. She can wrestle. Okay. She, I mean, she can yeah, wrestle. She's fine as a if, wrestler. It's if just, you can wrestle as a baby face, then you can wrestle as a heel. Yeah, she, I think she'll be so, fine. It's just, um, I'm, I'm interested because this tournament's been great, but you still have to establish other contenders. Because Io Shirai, I think we both can agree, whoever it is at WrestleMania, she's probably going to drop the title. I agree. She's had it for a while. So um, I think she drops the title there. And if it's at WrestleMania, she's definitely losing because Vince doesn't like Asian people. <laughs> no, I, they're going to have their own takeover. Um, I'm more worried about Ember Moon. If we're talking about the whole women's division, I mean, Ember might not be top eight on NXT, and they went down there. So she, when she left, she was the woman. Like now, she's ugh, she's not number one in their own tag team. But you remember this is why I say they forgot about Raquel Gonzalez. You remember how hot Ember Moon was when she came back and the promo that she cut chasing the title. And they had the whole Tony Storm thing, and they just, poof, it was gone. By the way, if Ember Moon, for any reason, challenges for the title at um, TakeOver WrestleMania, she's not winning. No, absolutely not. They don't. Ember Ember is a, I dare I say, a better version of Ricochet. Her promos aren't as bad, but they're pretty bad. No, but the gimmick is worse. Yeah, it's just, it's. The, the gimmick makes no sense. Her and Ricochet are incredibly talented. But when it comes to yeah. the gimmick and them cutting promos, oof. Yeah, I I rather Ricochet's comic book character than whatever the fuck Ember Moon is currently. They don't know, but she does cut a little bit better of a pro. Barely. Um, so we have Io Shirai, um, both going Dakota Kai and Rocky Gonzalez. Yeah. No, I'm actually gonna go Shotzi and Ember because I could see them challenging Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler at WrestleMania. Because right. because you're, you're putting they, a lot of faith that there's going to be a lot of NXT matches. I mean, no, I, no, I just think because they can challenge the women's tag titles just float. That probably be the only tag title match, and I think it might not be like a multi woman tag title match. But it feels uh-huh. like they know they have something with Shashi Blackheart, even though they inexplicably eliminated her first in the Royal Rumble. But with Ember and Shashi, it feels like a good foil for Shayna and Nia, more so oh, yeah. than Raquel and Dakota. I think Shotzi's gonna get her time at NXT to run with it. Probably. So I, I don't I don't think she's main roster bound yet. They're just it's hard to keep her off TV. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. The fucking tank is genius. And then on the men's side, um MSK, the Rascals, are in the finals versus the Grizzled Young Veterans. Um listen, Grizzled Young Veterans can wrestle their ass off. I'm surprised they got here. I'm not. You're not? Mm-mm. Um, I'm surprised he got here, but MSK is winning because if the winner of this gets an NXT title shot, then at Mania you want MSK going against Oni Lorkin and Danny Burch because one the belts need to get the hell off of them, but their heels still and MSK are baby faces. So I think uh, you sign this tag team, your tag team division is hurting. I know it's, it's stupid and we usually don't like. I usually don't like either rocket strapping a belt to someone when they first come in because there's only one way to go and that's down but i feel like the nxt tag division is a, is a, the difference there yeah the reason why i'm not surprised is because i i think nxt was smart about this they was like we don't really have established tag teams anymore so they put two established tag teams 
in the Dusty Cup final rather than just yeah. putting two random individuals together like they usually do. They've yeah. they've done a great job of establishing two relatively new to NXT, not NXT UK, but NXT tag teams. So yeah. now you have a tag team division again, strangely enough, that you didn't have just by, by off of these yeah. two tag teams. Thatcher and Ciampa, while it was cool, it was like, they're not really a tag team. Undisputed Era losing? That's eh, probably some storytelling there. But MSK versus Grizzly Young Veterans, you can play off of like these are two legitimate tag teams. So I wasn't surprised at all. No. And I like the shape it's taking. Like so you get these two tag teams. Uh, my boys Ever Rise are going to be a factor in this. Oh, so you got three still, tag teams. You still think they're gonna be Yo, a factor? Yo, they are fucking hilarious. Yes, they are good too. They're they're going to be in the mix of the next wave because you know nxt always had like those four teams that kind of you know when regardless if you had the lucha bros and the vaude villains and enzo and cat like from those days on you always had like three or four yeah they that just played hot potato and always gave you good matches together and the belts can change every like six months and everyone gets their run i think those three and maybe one more you could really mix in and, and you got something you got a division well they're they're gonna be your heavy machinery of this division no, they can wreck. Come I'm on. not. I'm they're just gonna, saying they're not going to win the tag titles. They'll get close. They're, they're going to win. Okay. They are. If, if they don't win it, they're Enzo and Cass. They're not heavy machine. Mm, they they won't be as over as Enzo and Cass were. They're going to be over. Not that. No, nothing's going to be oh, as over. The Ever Rise rules, dude. Shit. Oh, you're wild, dude. <laughs> dude, are you serious? Okay. Do you remember how okay. over Enzo and Cass were? They're, they're not going to be as over, but they're going to be over. They're going to be more over the heavy machinery. Okay. Yep. Uh, it, it's hard to get Enzo and Cass level. Yes, five, that right? that like, was immense. That's, that's wild. Like <laughs> the whole crowd knowing the intro, Carmella. Yeah, you know, they were big on cat. Fire. Like that shit is. That's. I don't know if they'll hit another tag team like that for a tenure, where in ring didn't even matter. Like that shit was amazing, but um, no, they'll they'll be over though. I, the gimmick is going to play very well. Okay. Um, so I have MSK winning. You have? I have MSK winning as well. All right. Next up, we have um, Gargano versus Kushida. Match of the night, in my opinion. It's fucking Johnny Takeover. I think Kushida wins. But, man, this match is going to be amazing. There's going to be shenanigans. Um, I like all of it. So give me possibly a five star match with Kushida win. I think it'll be four point five. Yeah, I think it'll be a really really good match. And again, I've enjoyed Gargano like the way that like they they the the Marvel like you can tell is very Marvel inspired. The logo and him coming out in the wheelchair, I was like, this is some old Professor X shit. And <laughs> Gargano's just great. But yeah, Kushida should win the title here. Gargano doesn't need it. He doesn't. So he can take a break. He, whatever. Kushida could really break his arm. Um, you know, KV break his arm. But I think this match will be great. Gargano, he should never go to Raw or SmackDown. No. The, he, and then if like I can't even picture Takeover without Gargano anymore. Because you know it's quality wrestling when you see that dude show up. Yep. And then I, I think Austin Theory then gets the push if you K into Gargano. Then I think it's, you know, the the time to Austin they're gonna rocket strap Austin. Well they're gonna have to take the stupid gimmick off of him because he's a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah, I mean they will. I mean he's he's gonna be I mean the idiot pretty boy, but like ruthless. Like I mean he's gonna be his character in Evolve. 
So it, it'll be interesting. But pairing him with Gargano first was smooth. You had to get the stench of uh, the Seth Rollins gimmick off him. Ugh, that actually happened. See? Last year. It worked. <laughs> it worked. They got it off him. Um, and then main event, Finn Balor versus Pete Dunne. Fucking Dunne is so good. Dude. Oh, like. NXT does a lot of things right. One thing they've done that I really enjoyed just watching this NXT, the way they did the matches at the end and had Dunn and Balor face off, it was unique and it looked really good. It looked it looked really good as they were running down the matches. Instead of doing a graphic, they had them actually face off. I thought that was yep. great. And this match, I mean, I don't think anybody thinks Balor's going to lose. But man, this could be match of the night because Dunn is so good. Dunn is so damn good. I mean, honestly, this is this run is definitely why Finn Balor went back down. Yeah, right. Like he's gotten to wrestle Kyle O'Reilly, uh, Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole, Pete Dunn. Like this is why he went down. He's like, yo, I just he's he's doing the Daniel Bryan. Like, yo, I just want to wrestle everyone who's really fucking good. Yeah. And they've given him everyone to look like a million bucks. Um, in ring, I don't. This run is way better than Balor's run, the first time. Yeah. In ring. So I expect another banger. I expect Balor to win, and then the pressure mounts on Karrion Cross. I'm um. Him and Keith Lee did not put on a great match. No. It was okay. They didn't put on a great match. I've seen him have great. Ma- there was the replay the other day. I watched it on Facebook. I got stuck watching this shit, which was um, FSW last year, him versus Chris Bay. His goodbye match for FSW, like, yo, I'm not coming back anymore. Him versus Chris Bay, and Chris Bay won. It was false count anywhere, but the shit was crazy. And I was like, that's the match he has to have in NXT. Yeah, it's... um, The fact that he's not wrestling at TakeOver is kind of strange to me. Um, yeah, I mean five spots. Like, yeah, no, I know, but it, it's it's strange only because more so than anything else, they're positioning him as a babyface, and I can't understand this. Like, you think? Yeah, I think he just. I, I think they're positioning him as a person who just kills anyone. Not because, <laughs> dude, if you're facing uh, Legato and Fantasma, it's like you're yeah. clearly not the heel in that feud. Those guys are explicitly heels. Yeah, but you could be a big bad. Like I, I don't think he's he's not nice about it. He's not a baby. No, no, no he's, he's not feel sorry. I'm saying for he's me. not nice about it. But you put him, you put him in a position where fans will choose to cheer for him instead, right? Instead of Santos Escobar. Like if fans had to cheer, they would cheer for Cross because yeah. Cross hasn't really done anything to be a heel. He got until he fucks up Balor. I mean, no, he jumped Gargano or Ciampa for like a month. When, He's only done heels. But yeah, so but far. then he kind of like vanished, and now like it just doesn't make sense because Santos Escobar is the cruiserweight champion. Why are you feuding with him? I don't understand. They, I know it's to give him something to do, and maybe, maybe the re- rationale here is we just need to get a great match out of him. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Again, when I watched the Chris Bay one, I was like, yo, maybe he just works really well with small guys. And if that's the case, then... Him and Moxley work good together, though. We saw him and Moxley run. So, if that's the case... I don't know. Santos Escobar shouldn't lose, though. He's the champ. Well, he's, he's not losing his belt, so it doesn't matter. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying he, he shouldn't get pinned, so it should be a DQ of some sort. I'm just trying to figure out how this ends, where you can take Cross out of this feud and put him into a Balor feud. 
Nah, Cross got to beat his ass. Like, you got to pin the champ. But it's a cruiserweight guy, so what the fuck? I mean, I'm just so, saying. So like, what? listen, I think Santos Escobar, they've been had something with them. The entrance, everything about Legado Fantasma is excellent. Everything yeah. is really great about what they do. Oh, there goes another tag team that they've established. Yeah, they've Very they've well. done well with this, but yep. I don't want him to lose the cross. Like that, it's weird to say because I I get it. You say, well, it's just the cruiserweight championship, but no, it shouldn't be just the cruiserweight championship. He's bigger than a cruiserweight champ, right? But he has it. That, so the fact that he has yeah. it means he shouldn't get pinned with it, no matter what. Yeah. He should lose by DQ. <laughs> I just I have no idea wh- which way they're going with him, but man, he's just really good. He, I mean. This is you can lose and not tap. You can just get choked the hell out. Nah, he shouldn't lose. Like, he just shouldn't lose because it, it kills the momentum that he has. He just shouldn't lose. That's why I don't understand this feud to that point. They could DQ loss. I'm cool with that, but he just shouldn't lose because he is the he is the Andrade of NXT right now. Yeah, I mean he's he's so good. He's excellent. So whatever. Um, better on the mic than Andrade was. Yeah, I mean, you know, he has Selena Vega, but yeah, it's true. Es- I mean, dude, yeah, I, I don't know. And so when I looked at this, I was like, this would have been a good spot, I, even though that they already called Damian Priest up. This would have been a good spot for Cross to be Damian Priest to go into a Balor feud. Yeah, Santos Escobar doesn't necessarily say, "Oh yeah, you should go back into a title feud by beating the Cruiserweight Champion." But he had a cool match against Priest. Like, it was okay. This is that one where it's like, yo, we need a banger. So, and usually they save one banger for after. It just feels like, I guess the bigger question is, did Cross lose momentum since the injury? Um. Yeah, I mean, you were the champion. Yeah, like, but I I don't think that it's momentum that he can't gain back. I, I think if you brought him back, he had to beat Balor. So, um. You're, you're giving Balor his run in the midst of trying to keep Cross hot. So you're in a very weird predicament. Like, um, his character leans towards he can be stalking and methodical and, you know, the whole time gimmick. Like, it, it it's on his time. So he'd be like, yo, I don't want, I got, I'm getting my belt back, but this is on my time. I want to take out all of these other people along my way. Um, so, I mean, it works with the gimmick. I, I think... Once you let the man talk and he's in the number one program going in. And not the the Keith Lee shit was so fast, too. They fucked up with that one. Like, it was him teasing Adam Cole and then Keith Lee two weeks later picks up the fucking hourglass and then they're wrestling two weeks after. They, right? they like, really messed that up. It was, nah, yeah, that's, I think this is the run they should have built probably all along. Just all along. They should have built this run. And I think once you give him six weeks to build a feud against Balor and to stalk and to talk and all that shit, like, no, he's good. Like, all momentum, right back on the ball, man. Right back on it. All right. We'll see. We'll see. I, I'm, yeah. I'm intrigued. I just, I'm, I'm trying to start, you know, shaping this WrestleMania card and yeah. NXT card in my head. And you don't have a Bro, whole lot of tough. time. No, no, no. It seemed like they had a ton of time. Because you look at, like, oh, they moved WrestleMania back two weeks and Royal Rumble so early. Like, okay. Now it's like, you got eight weeks. NXT could do a lot in eight weeks. I, I feel like WWE roster, the main roster, is like, yo, you're going to have six by the time after Elimination Chambers. Right. Maybe five. Like, you're in a sprint to not have built anything yet. 
So NXT might be in a little bit better boat because I think we see we see Balor versus Cross, so we we understand. So it's like we just got to get there. Um, no, that's I mean, listen, we talked wrestling for an hour and a half today, so that is our show for today. We got another show coming this week because we have to preview boxing and UFC as well for this weekend. We have a UFC pay per view tomorrow. Usman is up this week so we're actually going to drop that saturday before the event to give you guys a dope little preview of that on the day of so make sure you guys check that out on saturday so again we are going today you guys listen to this we'll drop the preview event on saturday and then we'll be back next week probably on wednesday to recap everything so we're making sure we're planning out getting back to our normally scheduled time slots of the week but don't worry tons of content tons of shows for you guys in the meantime follow us on social media at corner podcast underscore on twitter at kel dansby or excuse me at corner podcast on twitter at corner club for life in the meantime follow us on social media at corner podcast underscore on twitter at Corner Club for Life on Instagram. You can follow me at Kel Dansby, him at Andreas Hale on all platforms. Make sure you guys support our other show, Wrestling with Stereotypes, on adfreeshows.com. Shout out to Conrad. Shout out to the network over there. Shout out to Blue Wire here. Make sure you guys are staying safe, staying Rona free. Can't wait till we're all vaccinated and back at live wrestling shows. It's going to be a ball. We appreciate you. Until the next episode on Saturday, we're out. Peace. Oh